0: Listening to Weekly Wisdom, the podcast of First Presbyterian Church in Haddonfield, New Jersey. This episode is a sermon preached by Reverend Nikki Vasante titled A Question of Identity. It's based on Exodus chapter 3 and the story of Moses encountering the Lord God in the burning bush. We hope that you'll enjoy it. There's a story of a boy. He travels from his homeland of a treasure, although he's not sure what the treasure is, whether it is monetary or whether it is a treasure of the heart. And he travels thousands of miles across ranges, through oceans, and along the way he meets a variety of characters. He meets the gypsy woman, a man who calls himself a king, and an alchemist. An alchemist is someone who is clinically defined that can turn base metals into gold. Spiritually defined, an alchemist is someone possessing great power who turns common substances into things of great value. It is a process that takes a long time. The fable that I just shared is narrated in Paulo Coelho's book entitled The Alchemist. And it details what we refer to as the hero's journey, as Joseph Campbell would say. It is the journey of every man and every woman. It is the story of all of our spiritual journeys. Set against that story is one of my favorite midrashim on the call of Moses. It is said that God comes down to Moses and says, Moses, Moses, my most favored servant and chosen one, ask for anything you wish and it shall be granted to you. Moses says nothing. And so God asks again, Moses, Moses, my most holy and trusted servant, my chosen one, ask for whatever you want and it shall be granted to you. And Moses still says, stay silent. And so finally God comes down again and says, Moses, my most chosen servant, ask me for whatever you want, and I shall give it. And Moses responds, choose someone else. If that offends you, please know that Moses is called to leave Midian under very different circumstances than those prompting Abram to journey from Mesopotamia. God is now promising Moses progeny, land, and tons of blessing. No, God is sending Moses on a reconnaissance mission to retrieve the Hebrews from the clutches of slavery. Moses call, unlike Abrams, is the seizure of a man that has no faith that we know of. Read chapters 1, 2, and 3. Moses has no faith that we know of, nor a life story that lends to any sort of preparation for the task that has been meted out to him. Moses says, here I am. If you listen carefully, quickly turns into, who am I? Born in Hebrew, and ironically a Levite at that, this baby in a basket, named and adopted by Pharaoh's daughter, is raised an Egyptian on an Egyptian soil. Even still, at a young age, he notices the affliction of his people and in a moment of heat, perhaps rage, kills an Egyptian. Yes, Moses is murdered. Rejected by his own people for not being one of the, rejected by his own people for being one of the Egyptians, and alienated from Pharaoh's court, Moses loses everything. Wealth, power, is authority. Outcast from the Hebrews, not welcome in Egypt, straddling two worlds, Moses vacillates between being one of them and not being one of them, never having a home. The Prince of Egypt becomes a Midianite shepherd failing as a liberator and earning a permanent legacy as a murderer. Even as he flees to Midian and he grows a family, he names his firstborn son Gershon, which means I've been an alien residing in a foreign land, a man without a home. And then one day, the irredeemable is called to help redeem. shows up in a burning bush, I don't have any fancy theological explanation for that. What I know is that verse 4, is when the Lord, and when the Lord saw that Moses had turned around to look, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. Here in Exodus, God is not talked about, he is not theorized about, We see his anger, his fierce holiness. He is in the face of Moses. Eyeball to eyeball, face to face, we see his power and his mercy. Nothing is at a distance. God is literally breathing in Moses' face. Moses, however wisely, has questions. Moses' first objection concerns his own identity, who am I? And then his second objection concerns God's identity. Moses asks for God's name, and perhaps what's most incredulous is that He actually tells him, and He says, "I am who I am." Now, no doubt, if you're church, in other words, you've been going to church every Sunday for your entire life, you have heard exhausting numbers of sermons on this topic of, of God's name. There are countless interpretations, countless possibilities. Some will treat I am as simply meaning I exist. Others will say God's name is such that the mystery is preserved in the obscurity. Yet another option is that it is God being manifest to us, as in I am with you. True, and a blessed assurance indeed. But if we look at the hard bricks and mortar translation of the Hebrew of the name of God, it is four consonants, Yahweh. Yod, He, Va, He. Those are the four consonants of God's name, Yahweh. If you say it, Yod, He, Va, He. What does that sound like? Yod, He, Va, He. I see Lois's face. She's concerned. It's breathing. Yod, He, Va, He. It's the sound of breath. We take 22,000 breaths a day. We are powered by breathing. Is the name of God simply in the air we breathe when we are born? We come alive because we take a breath. When we die, is it because we can no longer say the name of God? You know, what's more than this, even? it's is a verb. Let me say that again. God's name is a verb. Its essence is action. And I want you to hold that there with me, because if you don't, I'm going to confuse you. It's important for me to pull this out for you. If God's name is action and a verb, Travel with me now and hear the well-known definition of faith in the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 1, where it says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the conviction of things unseen. Does that ring a bell with anyone? Faith as the substance of things hoped for? That word, substance, the brick and mortar translation, the same verb, to be. What am I telling you? That the name of God, the essence of God, is the same word as the essence of faith. Faith is not a case of simply believing makes it so. Faith is placed within the seat of our being. It is the same substance of God. And when that faith is activated by our yes, that here I am, Transformative, dynamic, life changing things take place within our being and the beings around us. Friends, submitting to the will of God does not involve our wills being hijacked and God's going to cart us off to somewhere that we really dislike. Well, maybe. For the purpose of this sermon, I'll say no. Doing the will of God. God does not convert our personalities when God enters into our lives. He uses them for his good purposes based on our gifts to bring about who he has intended us to be. God's first move is always identity. God says, I am who I am. Who sending me, says Moses. And God says, when the people question you, you tell them, I am who I am. When people question you, you tell them, I am who I am. God's first move is always identity, and there's powerful alchemy in claiming that. In case you were in doubt, I'm going to back it up with Jesus. One of the first things Jesus does is self-identify through the I am statements in the Gospel of John. And here's my risky moment. Who can tell me, show of hands, some of the I am statements in the Gospel of John? This is a confirmation class question right here. Yes, sir. I am the way. What are some other I am statements? Kevin. I am the light. Others. I am the truth. I am the truth. The light of the world. I am the shepherd. I am the gate. I am the vine, and you are the branches. It's one of the first things Jesus does. He says, This is who I am, identifying himself as a pathway, a doorway, a guide and protector, organic, life-giving food, providing growth and sustenance. But far more than that, I'm struck by Jesus' self-assured courage, and confidence. Deflecting naysayers, presumptions, and projections, Jesus knows exactly who he is despite all the messages inflicted on him to the contrary. Every single time, Jesus repeatedly says, I am, to the very end, I am the Alpha and Omega, I am the beginning and the end. The name of God is written in the blueprint of our spirit, it is in the air we breathe, it resides in the seat of our soul, waiting merely for our yes to be activated. Take off your shoes, friends. You are on holy ground. How many of you, however, have let other people tell you who you are? How many of you have had false in messages inflicted on you by other people telling you who you are? Who in this life has named you? None of these things are the truth about you. One of my best friends on the spiritual journey, she tells a story about growing up in an alcoholic household where her self-confidence was beaten out of her her feelings and desires ignored, and was told repeatedly that she was weak and fragile by her parents. Now, this is a woman who bikes 40 miles a day, twice a week. She is the president of an art college, legally. She is a Shira, princess of power, in my opinion, physically, and a spiritual. The hurt we have internalized, right? Living our lives out under the phantom menace of something that doesn't even exist. I was walking out of the house when we were still leaving in media. and I was great friends with all my neighbors in the surrounding area. I saw my neighbor broke, and I walked out of the house, and I was engaged in the process. And it was a conflict, and I was telling her and the steps I was taking in that conflict, and I was questioning it every step of the way, and she listened to me for about four minutes, and she got this look on her face like she was smelling something bad, and I just thought, oh gosh, you know, maybe I've gone on long enough, and she said, Nikki, she said, don't doubt yourself. I thought, yeah, that's right. Both the psalmist and the prophet Jeremiah proclaim the word that says, I knew you before you were knit together in your mother's womb. Another way to say that would be what the good witch says to Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. "You have the power all along, my dear. For too long, folks, we have hidden God's holiness in low self-esteem. Take off your shoes. You are on holy ground. Wherever you go, God's first move is always identity. Whether Hagar or Abraham or Jacob or Mary or Jesus, there is a specific call on us all. Not only will God bless you in precisely the way you need, God will likewise customize a painful situation to pull out precisely the specific. Make brand and model of a splinter that you have stuck in your soul. That is why the response at all times and at every time is here I am. Not going to wait until I can present you with a more acceptable version of myself, not until I have all the skills and the tasks, not until I'm morally upright according to some other group of people, Here I am. You know, and Moses immediately senses the gap. And the discrepancy between his own ability and the enormity of the task, and yet he leaves the flock behind to follow God. Wherever God leads, it's the same reason I went to seminary, I had a phrase in my head you just can't go wrong if you're following God. The most foundational sentence, let's see if I can remember it, the book's over there most foundational sentence relevant to today's sermon comes in the book Speaking the Truth in Love, and it lists 10 basic human rights on the last page. We need to be reminded of those every day. But one of the basic human rights is we have a basic human right to maintain a separate self that is accountable only to God and independent of the influence, expectations, expectations, and influence of others. We have a right to have a self that's accountable only to God. And that's the only thing we're accountable. God says, take your shoes off. You're home. It's not in Egypt. It's not with the Hebrews. And it's not even in Midian. And it won't be in Canaan either. It's with me, God says. It's with me. Perhaps the most basic task of a minister is to prevent people from suffering for the wrong reasons, to help clarify the immense inner confusion that happens in our world. We have to give up our amnesia and remember who God created us to be. And perhaps, friends, this is our biggest task. Becoming unabashedly who God intends for us to be. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review this podcast so that we can reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ. To support our ministry, go to www.haddonfieldprez.org and click on the Give tab at the top of the page. Grace and peace be with you.